this is Brooke, and you're listening to the Vintage Gardener Podcast, where I give you tips and tricks for gardening, especially if you're like me and you live in southern New Jersey, which is Winter Hardiness Zone 7A. So I wanted to apologize, first off, because it has been a minute since I have posted a podcast. When I signed on to Podbean the other day, I think the last episode was like June 23rd of 2022. And on top of that, Podbean was like, welcome back. So there's nothing like your app welcoming you back to let you know how long you've been away from it in the first place. So uh, today's episode is going to be a bit different from usual. Uh, Usually this is all about gardening, Uh, but today I'm actually going to be doing some home decor. And I know you guys are thinking, oh my gosh, what on earth is going on? Uh, Well, if you guys have been following me on my YouTube channel, and if you're not, you should be, um, you guys will know that I posted a home decorating video. I know I've said it in the past on my channel. I don't know if I've mentioned it on this channel. It may have been quite some time ago. But my house, Wildfell Manor, is a Victorian farmhouse that was built in 1840. And so I have kind of like dual purposes with like dual uh, tasks with this entire property. So one is restoring the house to its former glory and the other part is putting historical style gardens around the property. And so for the most part, I've been really concentrating on just the gardening portion. Uh, I know early earlier on in my channel, I did have a couple of makeover videos, but I stopped that mostly because I just hit a roadblock when it came to decorating. I was having, for lack of a better word, I was just having um, like designer block, to be quite honest. And so I thought, I know I posted a post on my blog, which I do have one. Um, I am the vintage gardener at wordpress.com or .org, I can't remember which one it is. It's it's on WordPress. Um, and I talked a little bit about my design process a little bit, uh, but sometimes I feel like things don't really translate well into a post, so I thought I would do a podcast on the topic. Uh, so the first video I did on my channel recently was the makeover of Peony Place. And now I've changed the name to Terracotta Terrace <laughs> uh, because Peony Place really doesn't match with what I'm doing in the room. So I just changed the name. It was just much easier. And you know, on my YouTube channel, I kind of showed you what I was doing, but I didn't really show you guys how I got there. Uh, so let me kind of tell you the story of how I got where I did. Uh, so my first house was called Wild you cottage and yeah y'all were going way back <laughs> um and that was a two-bedroom cottage and i had a five color palette i went with the peacock feather look um and part of my reason for going for that color scheme is that i wanted the cottage to kind of be more like a french like a southern french style which has brighter colors than kind of like the north um french cottage styles so i found a picture of a peacock tail on um, Pinterest and well, a peacock feather that I liked. And so my colors were gray, teal, lavender, yellow, and green. And I know some of you guys are probably thinking, oh my gosh, how did that work? Well, you know guys, it's really in the shades that you choose. And if you choose the right shades, like you can, you can make a lot of different colors work together. But anyway, those five colors work together and 
for that particular house, I did a lot of thrifting and for my furniture. I upcycled a lot of things. And so it was cute, comfortable, and cheerful. And, you know, I know for a lot of people, they were like, oh my gosh, this is such an unusual color scheme. But you know what? It worked. And um, when I did sell my house, uh, that was the one thing everybody loved was just the color combinations, just how like cute and and cozy it was. And so, you know, you don't have to do the traditional, you know, the trendy thing where everything is like very, very neutral. You can have bright color because especially in my great room, it was extraordinarily um, bright. Uh, it was a vibrant teal color and everyone loved that color. And so on the outside of that house, I did like a traditional cottage garden. I mean, it worked. Uh, but then I came to my, um, came to the second house and I was looking for things like federal style, Italian, um, Victorian, various types of Victorian houses. And I did look at some more modern ones and, but I ended up settling with what I had. So obviously the 1840s is very early Victorian. So my house does not have the ornateness that a more traditional like Victorian gingerbread, um, gingerbread would have. And so coming in, I already knew that I was gonna, I was planning to have two color schemes. I knew that I was gonna be doing one theme on the downstairs, and then the upstairs, I was going to be doing more of a bed and breakfast style, style design where basically every bedroom had its own color scheme and that sort of thing. And so originally on the first floor, I don't even remember what color palette I had picked. All I can tell you is that when I painted the back of my house, uh, I found this really great color, bright, vibrant green by Benjamin Moore, and that kind of threw everything off. And of course I didn't mind modifying what I was gonna do, but I just hit a roadblock um, because I was, it just, the look I was going for, I wasn't seeing it. Um, meanwhile, upstairs in my room, which my, my bedroom, which I originally called Anemone Avenue, um, and now I've changed to just the Wedgwood room. <laughs> um, I had decided on the paint color. It was a light blue. I love Wedgwood Jasperware. The, it's the Wedgwood blue. So I'll, I did a color match and I found the Benjamin Moore color porcelain glaze. So that's the way that one is. And once again, it was Anemone Avenue. I've just changed it to uh, the Wedgwood room because it just, it, it, I think with what I'm looking to do, it's going to go much better. So I did that. It looked nice. I love the color. I painted the trim white, but it's just, it was very, um, it was missing something. And it took, and I could not figure out what it was missing. And so downstairs, you know, I painted the back part of my house. I painted what had been my study is now the sewing room. And then I was just kind of stuck. And it was when, I think I became unstuck when I started watching the show, The, um, the Chateau Diaries on, on YouTube. And so the Chatelaine, Stephanie has, I think it's like a 15 bedroom, um, Chateau and my my house doesn't have many bedrooms. It's only eight, but and of course hers is a much grander scale because it just is. It's a chateau, and you know what they consider a bedroom. And you know my bedrooms are literally just a bedroom. Like those bedrooms are more like suite type deals. But um, I just noticed what she was doing in terms of a color scheme, 
And I also noticed just like, you know, when she was talking about doing things like her process behind it. And I realized what was missing. Number one, my house was missing wallpaper. <laughs> and I realized like, you know, in Victorian time, they would have had wallpaper and that was going to add some oomph. And the other thing was that I think in terms of colors and that and sort of thing, I was just missing a lot of pattern uh, because everything I got was very simplistic pattern. I was only putting like maybe a pattern on the blanket and that was kind of it. And I realized just I needed a lot more pattern just everywhere. So I decided to go with wallpaper. Um, that was difficult because in the US, our version um, of wallpaper um, is very is very blah and to me it, it's not really classic styles it, i think it would lose it's um it's gonna look dated in a couple of years um on the chateau diary she mentioned she was doing this like it was like sunday after that the chateau she was uh, doing design things like talking about various um you know like you know like china and you know wallpaper designers and one she stumbled she talked about was william morris and so i looked at him um i found a local place that had william morris wallpaper and i liked it but still they didn't have the full you know breadth of the william morris but i went online to wallpaper direct and i found a whole bunch of william morris wallpaper uh affordably priced and so i started getting samples like crazy and so that pretty much influenced my color scheme from there out. Uh, so on the downstairs, I decided to go rather than a five color palette, I was gonna go with a three color palette. Uh, there's this one William Morris wallpaper that's called Strawberry um, Thief. They have it in various color wheels. I got the one that was yellow. And it had yellow, pink, and green. And once again, it's all in the shade. And I decided my downstairs colors were gonna be yellow, pink, and green. And thus far, I've repainted um, two of the rooms in the, it's like a pink, it's more of rose really, not, not so much pink, it's rose. And then I did a nice green in the back uh, called uh, Carolina Gold, and I'm, I'm going to redo the kitchen and my um, family room, that same color. And now I just have to do the yellow, which will be my study, which I'm gonna do another, a different a wallpaper, and then uh, my sewing room. Um, and that was the other thing. The other thing I did was that I decided to um, swap around, change the rooms downstairs, uh, because I was using the rooms the way the prior owner has, and it just really wasn't working with my lifestyle. Um, so what had been the living room, I had the um, all of the carpet removed, and I had the old wallpaper removed and I had the liner put up because the walls are in too bad condition for me to try to paint it. And so once I had the floors redone in what had been the living room, I was like, you know what, why am I only, why am I gonna do this and only use this room rarely? I should make this my study because I'm in my study every day because I work from home now. And so that started a massive changeover. So the only rooms that did not change were the, are the family rooms in the kitchen. Everything else I have redone my downstairs. Uh, so downstairs, um, when you first walk in my door, to the right, there's my study, to the left, uh, that's the grand salon, that's gonna be the formal salon. Eventually I wanna get a digital grand uh, piano. I know you guys are saying, why digital? Well, I live in an old house, I don't have central air, and when you have a, a regular piano, it's very sensitive to the humidity, which uh, digital pianos are not. Also, digital uh, grand pianos are a lot smaller. Uh, then, when you go, if you go down the hall, the foyer hall, um, you're in what's called, I refer to as the petite salon, 
And then you go into the dining room, which had been, if you guys have seen old videos, that's where I had my seat starting stations because it's tile in there. I made that my dining room because it's right outside the kitchen. Um, and then you go through the kitchen, the family room, and then from the family room, you go into what had been my old study. That's now my sewing room. And then my, like I said, my, my new studies at the front of the house. So that was that. Um, I had been kicking around, you, you know, with, uh, trying to figure out what I was going to do in terms of the upstairs bedrooms. And at first I had all the rooms named like, you know, Anemone Avenue, uh, Peony Place, Lavender Lounge. And I wasn't really sure on the fourth bedroom. And so, uh, with Peony Place, I was kind of looking for something that had some peony flowers in it. It's really hard to find fabric and or wallpaper that has it in there. And so I was on Spoonflower and I found this great fabric called Edwardian Peacock. Excuse me. Yeah, not Peacock, Edwardian Parrot. And that's how I ended up doing that. And there's a whole video on that. Anyway, the, the color in that room is Terracotta, which is why I've renamed it um, Terracotta Terrace. Uh, so that room, I have to work on the furniture because, you know, I got pieces here and there from from, you know, antique stores. But now that I've, I'm kind of redoing it, I'm kind of rethinking my choices. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, with these pieces I got, I got them very affordably. So if I, I don't have a problem donating them, you know, I may just, un, you know, dismantle them and put them on the third floor um, until I figure out, like, because there's four bedrooms on the third floor. I may use them up there. But, you know, I'm still, I'm now rethinking the furniture in each room. So um, that's kind of how I got where I got this far. Um, so I think, you know, I don't like trends. I'm not a trendy person. I don't like trends in clothing or anything else for that matter. And so I like what I like. I want what I see in my head and which it, on one hand gives you a unique look. On the other hand, makes means that you spend a lot more money. Okay, guys, so now that story time is over, let's get into the meat and bones of this episode. So I know a lot of you guys are probably, probably really want to know, you know, what do you do in terms of design? Like, how, how do you approach this? Like, what is it that you're taking into consideration? And so I'm going to give you like what I consider to be, you know, considerations. I'm not going to give rules because I think with decorating, I don't think you know, rules to me don't matter. Like you can, I break the rules all the time and it looks just fine. Um, at the end of the day, your house needs to, needs to be you. And yes, yeah, some things like stylistically, when you put them together, it's just kind of like, oh, that clashes. Um, but there's a, lo a lot of different types of things you can do. You don't have to stick to neutral if you don't want to. You can have color um, and that sort of thing. I think where you start, people start getting into problems is, well, for example, let's, let's talk about the first consideration, which is take into consideration the style and the age of your house. Um, you know, there are various styles of house. You can have federal, uh, you can have a colonial farmhouse, you can have, um, 
you know, Tudor, you can have Italian, you can have Victorian, Queen Anne, Gothic. There, there's just, there's so many permutations of houses that you can have, uh, you know, like Neo-Tudor and that sort of thing. <clears throat> and that's really, I would say, can be more of an outside thing. Uh, the, the big thing, even if your house has a certain style from the outside, um, I think the bigger thing is going to be the age of your of your house, uh, specifically on the inside. You know, like for example, I've got an old house. My old house, um, the back part of my house was, I guess you would say, remodeled back in the 80s. And you can kind of tell because the aesthetic back there is a little bit different. Whereas the, I would say the main part of the first floor and all the second floor and third floor um, is the original floor plan. And so, you know, the age of your house does matter. Um, you know, houses, I would say probably in the sixties is when I seem to notice it, they had more of an open floor plan. So when you're standing in rooms, you can see down the hallways, you can see into other rooms. It's a little bit different. Like my house is very compartmentalized and it, 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 it makes a difference for a couple of reasons. Cause number one, when you have a house that's compartmentalized, every single room can have a distinct, um, a distinct theme and feel. Although my, on the first floor, my overarching color scheme is uh, green, pink, and yellow. First off, it's the shades that I went with. But the other thing is that even rooms that are similar in colors um, can have distinct decorating styles. So for example, uh, the petite salon and the grand salon are the, when you, if you were to look at the color swatch, um, I think the, they're two shades apart. So I think, so if I remember correctly, the color in the petite salon is called Rosedale. And then the color in the grand salon is called drenched sienna. And so the colors, I mean, obviously the colors work together because it's on the same color card, but in terms of how I've decorated them, they just have a different, they have a completely different feel. Um, the, you know, the Grand Salon, it's a darker color. Um, the furniture, I'm trying to think, I have one cameo couch in there and then I have an empire couch and I have to get some other pieces in there. Um, I have a burgundy rug in there. And so it just has a very, um, kind of dark, well, at night, you know, it's kind of a dark and cozy feeling. Now that might change once I put the chandelier in because I don't have any overhead lighting in there. Um, but it has a different feel than the petite salon, which it's a lighter color. I think like the furniture in here just kind of gives an air of lightness. Um, there's more, I mean, both rooms have white trim, but I think I've just in general, and I have lighter accents. The eventually I'm going to put a rug in here and the rug in here is definitely going to be a lighter color. So the room is just going to feel different, even though the colors it's on the same color um, chart. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, the other thing is that because my house is more compartmentalized, um, modern day furniture just doesn't work very well. Like I do have a modern couch in my family room and it's a three cushion couch. And um, I have a cameo couch in, for example, the petite salon that would be like, it's a three person, you know, it seats three people, but just the design, you, you know, the depth, it, the couch in my family room is just a much bigger boxier piece. And that piece in this room 
I think would kind of overwhelm the space. Whereas the, the couch that I have in here, um, like I said, it sits three people, but it just has a very lighter, it has a very daintier feel. And so that is one of the things I had to keep in consideration when I was getting, you know, when I'm getting furniture is that, you know, the today's furniture is oversized because, you know, for the most part, a lot of rooms tend to be just, they just have like a lot of big open space. And so, you know, the furniture in general is bigger. Like for example, um, I have a queen size platform bed, which is now Terracotta Terrace. And I have a queen size bed in, um, in the Lavender Lounge. Well, the queen size bed I have in the Lavender Lounge is an older piece. And whereas the platform bed is something that's more modern. And when you just look at them, the, the, the bed in Terracotta Terrace is just a much more massive, bed, even though it's a queen, you know, than the other one, just because it's a more modern day piece. So, um, just consider that, you know, make sure that like when you have your modern furniture, it actually looks like it belongs in the room instead of like, because I think if you, if you use the wrong scale furniture, that's, what's going to make it look like, okay, you know, you have, um, you know, you definitely have an old house. Uh, like right now I have an old house, but if you walk in here, it doesn't, you're, it's not very jarring because all the furniture I have is like, is more dainty. So it doesn't look, it's, it's not overpowering the room. Um, so just keep that in mind. Uh, the other thing with old houses, they tend to have a lot more trim work. They have a lot more finishes. Um, then something new, you know, newer. So just, you know, take that into consideration. You know, if you're like, <laughs> you know, if you like contemporary, you know, I don't know, having ornate, like kind of like Rococo style trim all over your house may not pair well with like, you know, that Salvatore Dali painting. I don't know, maybe you can make it work. Uh, but you know, or if you got the paintings that, you know, just have like, you know, very, uh, like, you know, it looks like people just threw paint cans on a canvas. I don't know. Can it work? Maybe, maybe not. Just something to consider. Uh, number two, the thing to consider is what do you like? Um, now there, I think the biggest thing is whether or not you're a mineral minimalist or a maximalist. I personally am a maximalist. Um, I know what's in tr on, on point now is like, you know, the very sleek furniture, you know, very minimal, everything just looking very, um, I don't know, to me that looks very sterile and unfriendly. Um, I like having, you know, seating. I mean, not over too much seating, but like enough seating for people. I like having like conversation areas. I like, you know, cozy, comfy, like, you know, I want my sitting rooms, you know, to look like, okay, we park our cabooses here and we just like chat and gossip, you know, over some coffee or tea, or like, you know, we can play, you know, a board game or we can play, you know, a card game on my antique card table <laughs> and, you know, just have a, you know, have a lot of fun. Um, I like it to look like you have a life, like, you know, collections. I mean, listen, I'm certainly not going to be the one of those types of people who has just like little figurines everywhere. But like, for example, for me, I, I am into collecting like, you know, paintings. And so it, you know, just look lived in like, oh my goodness. Like, you know, because although I've certainly bought a lot of things recently because, you know, I'm getting them from thrift shops. So it's, it's not quite as a prohibitive, prohibitively expensive, you know, 
I buy them here and there. So it's just one of those things. It's like, it's a journey. You can kind of see, oh yeah, like every year, like the walls look a lot more interesting and that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, cause you know, with art, you know, art's a very personal thing. It's, you know, it can remind you of a place, a time or season. And, you know, I like for the paintings to speak, you know, speak to you and, and, you know, anyway, that's, that's my philosophy. Like I said, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm a, I'm a maximalist and that sort of thing. So i take that into consideration. Um, in terms of color scheme, you know, if you don't know where to start, I know for some people they're terrified of color because color makes a statement. And people are afraid of making a mistake. Now, you know, for me, I paint. So, you know, I painted my dining room. It was a different green color and I didn't like it and I changed the color. I got myself a tall foot ladder so I could reach the vaulted parts of the ceiling and I went for it. I had to do some touch up painting, you know, certain parts I think need an, another coat. But um, for me, like I'm not daunted by that. So if I don't like something, I'll just paint over it. But I know if you're paying somebody to paint, you may, you may be frightened because shoot, if you get it up there and you don't like it, that's a really expensive mistake to make. Uh, my recommendation is learn how to paint <laughs> uh, so that you can play around with it. And if you don't like something, you can change it. Um, but if you're really stuck or for example, you don't, you're scared to put more than one color together, then my recommendation would be to number one, go to a place like Spoonflower. Spoonflower, I think is a wonderful resource um, because there are so, there are like 50,000 plus patterns on there. Um, and a lot of the, most of the stuff that's on there, not only can you get fabric, you can get things like tablecloths and, and, uh, napkins and curtains and duvets and that sort of thing make. So you can kind of cost, you know, you can get custom type, um, home decor items. Um, so it's a great place to start, but you can get swatches and, um, a fabric and that sort of thing. Um, and like places like Joanne Fabric, they have an upholstery section. It's not grand or glorious. I mean, if you live in like, for example, the Philly area, there is a, a fabric district. You can go there. Um, if you go to a place like a like a fabric store, the nice thing about getting a um, fabric, especially if it's got more than one color in it, is that in the selvage edge, they usually have dots and different colors. Well, all the colors on in the selvage are the colors that you can find in that particular um you know, that, fa that fabric. And so there's your color scheme right there. Some, a lot of upholstery fabrics can have, you know, five, six, seven colors and all those colors like will match and go together. So if you're looking, you can do your whole, I mean, seven colors, shoot, you can do a whole house. That's like, that's a whole color. That's a color scheme for a whole house. Do that uh, with wallpaper. You know, I would say find a, I mean, you don't have to put the wallpaper up, but like find a, I would say a, a busier wallpaper, like for example, something like a sheen, chinoiserie or like a, um, like maybe one of the Asian inspired patterns or like a toile de jouie cause, or like something that's got like a pastoral scene because it's almost like a painting on a wallpaper and they have lots of colors and you can, you can use the color scheme of that wallpaper and just, and go to town. Um, 
So that's how I, you know, I would approach it. I mean, you don't have to do what I did, which is pick one color scheme for your first floor and do something completely different on your second floor. You know, I, I'm, you know, I like color, so I'm a little bit more adventurous. I mean, if you want to keep it simple, keep it simple. Um, but you don't have to go mono, you know, be monochromatic where basically you just pick one color and do different shades of that color, unless that's what, what you really want to do. Um, last thing is don't forget the walls. Um, in my last house, I didn't really have much on the walls. I mean, granted my house was a lot smaller, so I didn't have a whole, whole lot of wall space. So I think when it came time to putting things on the wall, I was a lot more, um, judicious in terms of what I did. Um, in my current house, I have a lot, it's a bigger house. So I have a lot more walls. Um, I have massive expanses of walls that I can put stuff on. And so... I'm going to be decking things out with, you know, paintings. I'm into oil paintings. I mean, I like photography and that sort of stuff too, but um, I'm going to be putting up a lot of oil paintings and I'll be doing a tour on that. And, you know, I like having a gallery that, and that's what I want to do. Um, I'm going to, I want paintings and that sort of thing on the wall. The other thing that I'm interested in is I'm interested in things like uh wall like chargers like there's these metal chargers and I know you they didn't put plates on them because they've got like engraved pictures on the bottom of them but they make great things to hang on your wall. Um, so doing things like that. Um, do you like to um collect springerly molds? Um, I know some people who do. I know some people who've decked out their kitchen. They like they like antique copperware or even antique bunt pans, and they basically have all of their bunt pans hanging on the wall. Um, are you the type of person who likes you know a unique pottery or like like plates? Like for example, some people like Spode. Spode has some gorgeous. Um, gorgeous patterns on the china, especially some of the older things. They're like, you know, you can have like hunting scenes and each plate has different hunting scenes. I know plenty of people who actually decorate their walls with that. So um, just, you know, the walls aren't just there for color. Um, you know, you can, you can stage it. You know, you don't have to put like a single painting per wall or all have them like, you know, you know, hanging equidistant around the room. You can stack stuff, you know, you can get different sizes, different shapes of things. So uh, don't neglect your wall space because it's going to give you a certain look. So anyway, guys, I'm going to close out this podcast because apparently there's an emergency somewhere in my town and I can hear all the, <laughs> the emergency vehicles rushing by my house. And I'm sure you guys can hear them too. And I do apologize. Uh, that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles sometime. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, like I said, I'll be taking you guys with my uh, through my journey. As a matter of fact, uh, the next, I already taped it, but I'll be editing soon. I'm starting on Lavender Lounge, which is my, uh, my sister's designated guest room when she comes to visit. And she loves all things purple, which is why I'm doing a purple room for her. And um, I am doing a Art Nouveau theme in that bedroom. And um, you guys can see how, how I'm approaching that. Um, the other thing, uh, you know, one last thing, one last thing, there's always one last thing guys. Uh, but the other thing is that when, um, 
you don't have to have, when it comes to style, like you don't have to have simply one style in your house. You know, most people cannot afford to furnish their house all in one shot. You do things rooms at a time, you're collecting pieces over time so you can have multiple styles. It just has to blend. And so when it comes to my house, you know, everyone's like, oh, Victorian, you know, early Victorian, are you doing everything early Victorian? Well, no, I'm not. Uh, my house was built in 1840. Um, I realistically, you know, whoever had this house built, uh, they probably came to it. I mean, cause my house is larger. No, it's not the biggest Victorian. I mean, there's Victorians in my area that, you know, are like 2000, 3000 square feet more than my house. And, you know, and so the people who had my house were probably, I would say wealthy farmers. Um, but when they did this, they probably had already had pieces. So I think realistically, they probably had, you know, pieces from, you know, the early 1800s, maybe even the late 1700s. And obviously as time went on, they would have had gotten more pieces. Um, my house has eight bedrooms. There's four bedrooms on the third floor. Um, at some point in time, there had been lights and whatnot on the third floor. Those were eventually uh, removed. Um, so, so you know, I would imagine that, you know, they were buying furniture. I mean, things wear out, things have to be replaced, things are reupholstered. And so the look of the look of what was here would have changed over time. So um, I think because my personal style, I really don't like anything. Um, Mid-century modern, I like some of their like, um, you know, like uh, light, you know, like light fixtures from that period. But in terms of furniture, I don't, I'm not, like mid-century modern is a little too modern for my for my taste. I like things that are um, earlier than that. And so basically, I'm going to be blending, you know, like early Victorian, you know, high Victorian. Um, I There's this one um, antique store I was in and they had these gothic, um, these gothic dining room table chairs. And there's four of them. And I was looking on eBay because I was like, well, maybe I can find some matching ones. I absolutely love them. And I think they would look great at my table. And so um, I'm thinking about getting them. And so then, of course, like I said, with the in uh, Lavender Lounge, I'm going with like an Art Nouveau look. Um, I'm still trying to decide what type of bed frame I went in, in there. Um, like, for example, I've seen what's called a swan bed. And it's actually got carved swans on it. I think that's more of like an Art Nouveau thing, but I don't know that I want to do that in there. Uh, but then I'm also looking at things like Louis XVI furniture and, you know, in French, you know, French revival, whatever furniture. And so it's just going to be, it's just going to be a mix. It, it's all going to work. It's going to work, you know, it'll work. Um, but I just have to, um, I just have to, um, I, I'm just blending. I'm just going to blend everything. And so um, that's the other thing. You don't have to have all of one. You can kind of, you know, blend. Once again, your the style of your house is going to determine how much you can blend. Because if you have an open floor concept, I would not necessarily recommend putting, you know, waterfall furniture plus, you know, a swan style piece, you know, and, you know, uh, mid-century modern pieces all in the same room. Because that might look a little weird, you know, but... You know, when your house is more compartmentalized, you can get away with doing different styles like that. Um, so anyway, guys, that is it. So um, if you have any questions, uh, please feel free to leave them in the comment section. Um, stay tuned to my YouTube channel. 
And of course you can follow me on Instagram because I'll be posting pictures of various things. And um, thank you so much for joining me. So um, you can find the the podcast on Podbean. You can also find it on iTunes. Uh, there will be a audio visual version that's on YouTube. It's just basically, you know, a picture with some, you know, me talking on it. So it's nothing grand or glorious, but there is multiple ways to listen to this podcast if you would like. Um, if I get enough questions about decorating, maybe I'll do a live podcast where we can kind of chat and that sort of thing. And of course, feel free to hit me up on Instagram Messenger because that's pretty, I'm on there pretty much all the time and I get messages and I check them quite regularly. So guys, thank you so much for listening and I will, um, I'll see you guys or you'll hear me in the next podcast.